0: to my core at how smooth my hair looked especially that frizzy top part you know in in your part all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth so shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle frizz free up your schedule with way go to dot com and enter promo code meet for 15% off any product that's dot com promo code me tanks Hey guys, happy Monday. How are we all? Hope everyone's good. Oh my god, I Well, first of all, I am so grateful for, because I've had a special alone time with my mom for the past 3 days because my brother has been in the Hamptons and I've been at the apartment and we've just had the most fun and we were joking that we just We love time without my dad and my brother. We just have like girl time. You know how like in every family there's like little mini groups and obviously me and my mom are so close and we just have had the best time, but... (laughs) this morning she came in and she did the most mom thing ever. I don't know if everyone's mom, anyone else's mom is like this. Honestly, both my parents are like a little bit doom and gloom. Like all my dad will do is send me emails. It's like person stabbed, like in our neighborhood. And he's like, look, and I'm like, okay, like, what do you, what, what am I supposed to do with this information? Literally every email my dad sends me is like, freaking me the fuck out I mean it's actually no wonder that I have anxiety but my mom she has a different brand of doom and gloom where she'll like read these articles on like websites and then freak out about them and she came in and she's like what eye drops do you use and I was like I don't I don't know I use like I actually have taken care to choose these ones that say all natural or whatever you know I think I get them at like Whole Foods or something and I whatever And she's like, oh my God, they're all natural. And I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, oh my God. And she like runs to my bathroom. She's like, show me them right now. And I'm like, okay, here they are. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. Eye drops are making people go blind. And I was like, what? And she's like, yes, I read this article and I have this list. And if you use natural eye drops, there's bacteria that gets in them and then they go in their eyes. Freaking me out. I'm like, I start crying. She's hysterical. And I was like, can we just, can we just take a beat? Can we please just take a beat? So anyway- now she's got me all freaked out about the eye drops. She has a list of a few. I know you're going to ask. So I'll, I'll put it up on Instagram so we can all see apparently the safest eye drops to have. But you would think, you know, just when you think, oh, I'm doing something good. I'm having a non-toxic, no preservative eye drop. You know, that's what you would think would be the healthiest thing. Nope, that's going to get bacteria in your eye. So I guess I'll just go fuck myself. We really can't win. And that's why with the Diet Coke thing, when people are like, what's your follow-up tanks? blah, blah. I'm like... Unless there's a severe new information, I think you've got to just do your best, right? Like, I think you've got to just do your best. And in the end, they said 100, you'd have to drink 125 Diet Cokes a day for it to like actually be a carcinogen or whatever. So it's like, first of all, read the fine print. Second of all, do your best. Everybody likes a different brand of chemical. You know what I mean? Like, some people like candy. Candy. Some people like Diet Coke. Some people like alcohol. Some people like tanning in the sun. I mean, I like all four of those, so I'm bad. But, you know, there's other things that I do that are good. I think you just have to do your best because it's a moving target. There's new sh- information all the time. Just, you know, try your hardest and don't worry about it too much. Because, honestly, the stress is what's killing us, right? Is this all this anxiety. That's that's the real bad thing. Um, but... I've had this great time with my mom. It was just so nice. And we we just love to have fun in the same way. Like our idea of fun is starting a new show. We started Jury Duty. Oh my God. I'm late to the game for the a millionth time. I I mean, at this point, we should just assume I'm never gonna watch a show on time. It's the funniest fucking show I've ever watched in my life. I was side-splitting, laughing. If you don't know what it is, put this podcast down, go watch it immediately. It's on Amazon Prime. It's basically a fake jury doing a fake trial but there's one guy who thinks that it's real and he is the sweetest man I don't know how they cast for it I don't know how they found this guy who is like the most good-natured dude on the planet. I don't want to give anything away. Please go watch it. James Marsden is in it because they said it in LA. And so they're like, oh, let's have a celebrity. in it." He's fantastic in it. He's so funny in it. And you know what's funny is I actually sat next to a guy who was involved in the show. Um, I can't remember what he did with it. He was, you know, on the producing team or whatever. Mm-hmm when I went to DC for the White House Correspondence Dinner, I met him there and he was like, yeah, I got this show called Jury Dude. Like, It's doing pretty well. And I was like, oh, I'll have to watch it. And now I'm like, oh my God, this show is so funny. I wonder if they'll do another one or if they'll do another. I was thinking they could do another setup, like not jury, but they could do another something like that because it was fucking hilarious. By the way, that's very much my type of humor. And I'm going to say something that's like kind of annoying to s- some of you, but it reminds me of like British humor because it's really dry and like that sketch comedy vibe reminds me so much of the humor at home and I just loved it oh my god ten ten recommend so anyway my mom and I started jury duty and we were just like sitting in my bed ordering food gossiping, catching up, just having the best kikis of all time. Last night we ordered, I had like the strongest craving for like Jewish deli food. And so we ordered from Katz's. I know that's not everyone's favorite deli. It's not even my favorite deli, but honestly they had $0 delivery fee on Uber Eats. So I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll get this. And it was very good. We got latkes. I love latkes. Oh my God. I love them so much. Chicken noodle soup. We got a beef frankfurter. We got pickles and it was just so fun. And we just sat and just had the best time. So I feel very very grateful for this um quality time I've spent with her and I feel happy that I'm making good on my um resolution to spend meaningful quality time with my friends and family like I feel like I've really carved out time not just passive time but like real time to spend with people this year and it feels really good it's making me feel really really happy um I have a book rec for you guys. It's The Shift. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please read my book. Um, but I'm reading this really sweet book right now. It's called Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. It's so cute, you guys. It's about, it's kind of like a mock up of um, SNL. It's about like a, a show that's kind of like SNL. Highly recommend it. It's very, very easy. It's very fun. It's really, really just a good read. So um, I would suggest it the last thing I have on my list to talk to you guys about before we get into it is posture. My posture is horrendous. And I've been meeting a whole lot of you out <laughs> in New York and the Hamptons this summer. I have, I have a favor to ask. If you see me, can you please, can you just please remind me to have good posture? Someone took a picture of me from the side and like DM'd it to me. And I I really, I looked like I was 80 years old. So here's my favor to you. I'd be more than happy to take a picture with you, meet you, talk to you about any more, a dilemma with boys that you're having. But please remind me to stand up straight because I, I look like a old hag. I know people are going to be like, being old isn't bad. I know that. But just, you know what I mean. Okay, I look like I'm 85 with a walker. So I need to fix this. Someone said that I should get, there's this um device you can wear under your shirt. That shocks you or something, or like helps you. I don't, I don't really want that. That would freak me out. But I really, really want to have better posture. If anyone has any tips, this is my new thing that I'm like dying to fix because it makes you look. And actually, the reason the person who started me on this was Camilla because we were in Barcelona and she was like, "Your posture is awful." And she goes, "Stand up straight." She said, "You look." And I did. And she goes, "You look 15 pounds thinner." And I was like, "Damn." I got to stick on this. So that's my little goal for the rest of summer is to fix my posture. If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated. So don't believe the dupes. So guys, do you remember back in like 2020, I made a viral TikTok about how much I love Barefoot Dreams because I am truly so obsessed with these blankets. I have one in every room of my house. No word of a lie. And also the socks, When I tell you that I cannot sleep if I don't have Barefoot Dreams socks on, that is the truth, okay? For It's Me Tinks listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code Tinks15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Today, I want to talk about demoting friends and boundary setting. And first, I want to say that demoting sounds like a very negative word. And this is in context of in relation to fatal flaw friend theory. Someone wrote in last week and was like, my friend is driving me nuts. Like, I don't think that I can be as close with her. I don't think I can deal with her fatal flaw. Um, What should I do? And I said, oh, demote her. And And everyone was like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? Teeny quick refresher for everybody who doesn't know about fatal flaw friend theory. This is my theory that with every close friend, there's one main thing that they have that's going to annoy you. So maybe they are a classic one upper, right? Maybe they're a person who's always like, whenever you say, like, oh my God, I have a new boyfriend, they're like, well, I just got engaged, or like, well, my boyfriend has a big dick, or whatever it is. And you're just like, oh, I was just like sharing something about my life, but okay, sure, it's not a competition. You have to accept their fatal flaw. If and everything, that they do that's annoying that falls under that fatal flaw, you have it's like a tax, it's like a write-off. You're just like, okay, I can't I ignore that because it's their fatal flaw. If they do other annoying shit, you can call them out, have a conversation, whatever. But under that fatal flaw, you have to accept it. Because if you don't, you end up bitching about your friend all the time and being annoyed about your friend all the time. And this this all came up because when I was younger, my my mom, you know, I was constantly bitching about this girl and she was like, she's always gonna be that way. She's been that way you're, you know, since you started this school and You just every week you talk about it. So it's like, don't be friends with her or do and accept it. And it really has saved me a lot of angst. Everyone has a fatal fault. Mine is impatience, my friends have told me on every level. Okay. Rude. I can be so rude with impatience sometimes. Like, I I can't even stand to finish a dinner. Sometimes I get, I'm like out of my mind. It's rude. I'm rude. I'm impatient. I can't, I can't wait. And it it manifests in a lot of different ways. Like, sometimes I'll be impatient with my friends. I'll be like, just break up with them already. And they're like, no, I'm not ready. You know, whatever it is. But anyway, I digress. Sometimes you have to demote a friend because I really don't like when people bitch about their close friends all the time, okay? I really don't like that. I've actually found that in the influencer land uh, without being too vague and cryptic and annoying, certain influencer groups that sometimes I'll go to a dinner and they're there, they do it all the fucking time. And I'm like, these are. I thought these were your best friends, these people that they talk about. I don't talk about my best friends like that. So I don't know look, we all bitch from time to time, but I'm talking like deep, deep bitching. It's not good for you to have that. If those are your close friends, then you're fucked, right? You shouldn't bitch about your close friends all the time. And by the way, you might need to demote a friend for another reason. So this is useful for that too. But again, it sounds like such a negative word. And all it really means is give them less energy. But that's a you know, it's a longer way to say it. But all it really means is be less close with them. Right. Because you have your tier one friends, your tier two friends, you know. So when I say demote, I really just think about it like rings around a Saturn and you're just moving them to a further away ring because energy is the only limited resource that we have. Right. Right. It's also interesting because boundaries have been in the news lately, right? With with the whole, you know, the texting thing. That well, don't wear a bathing suit, blah blah. blah. To me, a boundary is something that you do for yourself, not that you demand for another. A hum, a hem. To me, a boundary is like I'm gonna put this in place. To protect my energy and myself because I'm an adult and I am aware of what makes me feel good and bad and if a situation or a person doesn't make me feel good or bad it's my responsibility to put space between me and that thing remember fountains not drains for friends right fountains not drains and if they're being a drain it's time to demote disclaimer This is not abandoning your friend. I'm not talking about if your friend is going through a breakup and they're being annoying. You're like, I'm going to demote you. Tink said to demote you. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. There's a difference. I'm saying, let's pick the narcissism example. Let's say your friend, and I have this, will only talk about herself. Like literally only about herself. Like everything is about her. You're like, I broke my leg. She's like, I have a leg. And you're like, what? Like, how did we get on you again? And you just cannot, you can't deal with her. And every time, even when you're in a workout class, she's like, did you see how good my move was? I'm going to talk about my boyfriend. I'm going to talk about this, this, and this. I'm going to talk about me, 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 me. And she, meanwhile, doesn't even know like what your middle name is. And you've been best friends for 10 years. And you reach a point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. So how do you protect your peace? It's actually pretty simple, but it's hard. You say no. You say, uh, I am sorry I can't go to dinner this week. Or mm, I actually don't want to go on that trip. I'm really sorry. Or you don't have to say sorry. I don't even know why I'm saying you're, ap- I'm you know, you don't have to apologize, but we're women. So I'm just putting it out there. Probably 50% of you will end up apologizing anyway, because women, we feel like everything is our fault. Or you just say, oh, I'm busy. I can't go to the workout class or eh, actually, no, I don't have the time to meet you for coffee and talk about your boyfriend again. And I know that especially in your 20s when you have those super codependent friendships and relationships, that this might sound crazy to you. You might be thinking, Tinks, I could never say no to her. She would freak out. I know, because I've been there. I've been in those friendships where you're like, you're in it, you're spending every day together, you're talking, you're texting a million times a day. And and you're just like, I don't even know how to get out of this. I don't know how to like take myself away from this web, but you just have to start chipping away. And you just have to start putting space and buffers in between you and the friend. So that looks like saying no to hanging out with them one-on-one. That's another great way to do it, by the way. It's like turn everything into a group hang. It lessens the blow, right? They, The other people can absorb some of the whatever the fatal flaw is. It looks like saying you're busy, telling a little white lie. It looks like standing up for yourself and saying We've been talking about this a long time. Can we talk about something else now? I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes crazy needs crazy. And sometimes that's the only way to, to, to protect your peace. Or maybe your f- friend's fatal flaw is like that they're always late and they're like a taker and they're always like 30 minutes late or, you know, they're always borrowing your clothes and copying your shit and, and just taking, taking, taking. Maybe it looks like saying, I'm sorry, you didn't return the last shirt and I wanted to wear it that weekend. And I didn't have it. So I'm actually doing a, a pause on borrowing right now. And I know that sounds like so scary to some of you, but I promise you after the first time you do it, you feel so fucking powerful standing up for yourself or maybe it's a friend who's always borrowing money you know she's always like oh you got this right or whatever and maybe it just looks like sending a Venmo request and saying i I got the last four coffees actually whatever it is maybe the friend is always going after guys that you say you liked and we've all had one of those right you have a crush on a guy, you're talking to him, all of a sudden you look over at the bar on Friday night, she's making out with him. She's like, you don't mind, right? And you're like, (laughs) not anymore. And maybe the boundary there is as simple as you just not sharing your crush list with her. Just not saying, just keeping that close to your chest. Maybe you don't even tell her when you go on a first date because you just need a little bit of space. And by the way, crucial again, you see how all these boundaries are things that you are putting in place for you You're not demanding anything from anybody. You're not asking for anything. You're just putting a little bit of space. You're just protecting your peace. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. I swear to God, most women don't even learn the phrase, the meaning of the phrase no until they're like 30. They're all just like, yeah, I'll get walked all over. Yeah, I'll be shit on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll just stay with this toxic friend. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And then you get to a point where you're like, I actually don't want this anymore. I actually, it's... It might be uncomfortable to, for me to say, no, I don't want to go on the group trip because you guys leave me out for the first time, but then it will feel so good. I promise. A lot of people ask, like, well, should you tell your friend that you're going to demote them? No. There's a big difference between if they did something wrong, like if it's your friendship's fine and they do something really hurtful. Then obviously have the conversation, like talk it out, heal it, mend it. I'm talking about a personality trait or thing that is causing you distress, that is ongoing, that probably won't change. Why would you tell them? You can't sit someone down and be like, hey, you're a constant one-upper and like you've always been this way and all of a sudden now it's like too much for me. How's that conversation going to go? So no, I wouldn't. I would just start little by little. You don't have to do it all at once. All it looks like at the beginning is saying no, like I, I, you know, I, I don't have time to go to Pilates this week, or I'm actually going to go to SoulCycle instead. Whatever it is, protect your peace. That is all I have for you today. I hope you all have a fantastic week. I can't believe this is my last week in New York slash Hamptons. Everyone prayed that I get Beyonce tickets. I don't have them yet, so everyone just. I'm gonna buy them. I'm gonna buy them. I'm just disorganized, but Wig and I really wanna go, so we're gonna go. Um it's been really great spending so much time with him. I know you guys want him back on the pod, but he's a busy gal, that one. Um he's booked and busy, but I'm gonna try to wrangle him. So, um, but yeah, it's been so wonderful just spending so much time with him, being nutcases together. I love him the most. Okay, if you haven't bought my book, read my book, It Would Mean the World to Me, it's called The Shift. If you've read it and loved it, give it to a friend or recommend it to a friend. If you like this podcast, it would mean the world to me. If you told a friend that that's the best. And if you've seen me on the street, slap my butt and say, stand up straight, bitch. I'm just kidding. Please don't. But remind me to stand up straight. Um, Okay. I love you guys. I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.